Hey lady, welcome to the Elevate Her podcast. I am your host, Rebecca Mariuki, leadership coach, career queen, twin mom, and wife. If you are ready to step into the level 2.0 version of yourself, girl, you've just found yourself a cheering squad that will help you do just that and even more. From one career woman to another who navigated the challenges of being a black woman in a profession that lacked diversity, with no rule book to help me figure out the keys to climbing the corporate ladder, I am on a mission to change this scene for good. In the last few years of my 10-year career, I not only overcame the challenges that held me back from the mid-level career slump I found myself in, but unlocked the doors to land big promotions in my career, become a director at just the age of 32 in the largest global audit firm, get my confidence game on and become a trusted leader. If you are ready to shake off the self-doubt that's been holding you back, uncover your value, get seen, promoted, and paid like the leader you deserve to be without more degrees, qualifications, or inauthentic networking tactics, stay tuned because you are about to get elevated. You are listening to episode 60 of the Elevate Her podcast. Today, I want to talk about self-confidence in the context of black women at work, because I know this is something that we tend to struggle with. And if you do struggle with self-confidence, first of all, that's completely normal. I think we need to normalize having this conversation because there's a lot of untalked about stigma around not having confidence. So for some reason, we expect everyone when they get, you know, a new job or when they get into certain organizations, It's some known or expectation that you should have skyrocket high confidence, right? And that's not always the case. So why do we struggle with confidence at work in the first place? So there are many reasons why this could be the case. For you, it could be past experience. And when I talk about past experiences, I mean how you grew up in your childhood By the way, I am recording this episode from my dad's home. So if you hear any weird background noises, I hope you will forgive me for this. Next week, we should be back to our normal place of recording. So back to what I was talking about, this conversation around why we struggle with self-confidence. First of all, past experiences obviously shape how we end up showing up, especially if we don't deal with those past experiences and they shape up our beliefs and assumptions, right? That eventually determine our behavior and our behavior drives the level of confidence we eventually display at work. Toxic work environments can definitely have a very negative impact on your self-confidence. And I struggled with this. I remember my first place of work was an extremely high performing culture and organization. And it was great for my growth because I learned so much. But at the same time, because I was the only black woman in the team. So when I would do certain things that for me... I grew up knowing were a sign of respect for other people in the team. They took it to be, I am not confident. So for example, if you grew up in a black family, you know that we do not look at people in the eye, right? That is a sign of disrespect. And I struggled to, you know, maintain eye contact with my leaders for a long time because I thought 
you know, that was not a sign of me being respectful towards them. But they saw it as, oh, she's not confident. She doesn't know what she's talking about. That's why she, you know, she can't look at you in the eye and say what she needs to say in a way that, you know, depicts confidence in what she is saying. And that had an impact on how much client FaceTime I was given because there was this perception that I was not confident because of some of these behaviors that I grew up with. And so for me, I would say that's a combination of past experiences, but it is also a result of it. It wasn't a toxic work environment. Let me not exaggerate, but it was definitely not a conducive work environment for people like me who grew up with certain beliefs, who grew up with certain ways of living, who grew up with certain ways of relating with people in authority. And that could be the case for you as well, especially if you are in an organization where there are not many black leaders. And so the culture or the expectation of how you should conduct yourself and how you should display that confidence, that expectation is obviously going to be driven by their past beliefs, their past experiences, their paradigm, which obviously is driven by how they grew up right? And how they interacted and so other people interacting with people in authority. You could also be struggling with a gap, right? In your competencies, in your skills, in your knowledge. And that is then having an impact on how you show up, right? And I see this a lot with women, especially black women, because we think that our qualifications will kind of self-validate or our experience will self-validate why we believe we should be in certain positions or why we are in the position we are at in the first place, as opposed to the other way around, right? It should be driven by our beliefs, right? Because you will never know everything. You will never have all the qualifications, right? There's going to be a limit, right? And time is obviously one of the biggest limitations in this because we have other commitments, right? Our life is not just our career. There are other things that you're probably going after. Maybe you have a family, maybe you're a mom like me. And so sometimes we allow these gaps. We want to fill, or let me say, we want to fill these gaps with more knowledge, more skills, more competency, instead of thinking of how can we package what we have already achieved, what we already know, the skill set we've already acquired, so that we are feeling more equipped, right? More confident that we are truly equipped for this position. The biggest reason why we struggle with self-confidence is really just perceptions. And I know this might be like an anticlimax, but a lot of the times, we perceive certain things about ourselves and we make them facts. And rarely is a lack of self-confidence based on factual evidence, which is why in order to build up your self-confidence, the first thing that you need to troubleshoot when working on your self-confidence is really your way of thinking, is really those beliefs that you have made facts that have then driven how you show up at work with that confidence or lack of confidence or not enough confidence that is expected at your level. Now, these are just a few pitfalls that I want you to watch out for. One of the pitfalls, and I think I've already talked about this, is thinking that learning, knowing more is going to help you become more confident, right? 
So I hear this a lot. I hear a lot of women saying, I will get more confident when I learn more. And once I learn more, then I'll be more confident to speak up in meetings. Rarely does this happen, by the way, because once you learn more, you realize, oh my goodness, I don't know enough, right? It's just going to be this ongoing cycle that you cannot break by learning more and acquiring more knowledge and more qualifications, right? And the first thing you really want to work on is your mindset, how you are actually showing up from a mindset perspective at work. The second pitfall I want you to watch out for is thinking that when I get my next qualification, people will take me more seriously, right? And rarely does this happen because when you get your next qualification, other people are also getting other qualifications, right, in your organization. It's not like you're in a sort of environment where everything is fixed, right? Everyone is striving to be better, right? And so... Having qualifications and having more knowledge will not help you in having that command of presence and having that confidence that is required, especially if you are going after a senior leadership role. Hey, before we continue with this episode, I want to share this brand new resource that I created and put my heart and soul in getting to you. I am so excited to share with you the Position to Promotion Guide, a brand new free PDF guide designed to help you plan your next promotion. Yep, I said plan. And this guide is going to show you exactly how in five steps. Wouldn't it be great if you could, one, start getting the recognition and the money you deserve with the expertise you already have, two, have the confidence to ask for a salary raise and secure it, three, become the trusted leader and advisor in your area of expertise, four, finally get that promotion I know you've been working so hard towards, and five, know how to position for a promotion even if you don't like negotiating like me. Well, the position to promotion guide is just what you need. You need a plan from someone who has actually done this to get the results you've been hoping for in your career. P.S. This guide is exactly how I've helped other women, myself included, secure phenomenal career results like getting directorship positions at work, 60% salary increments within a single financial year, and it's how you can do so too. Just go to bit.ly forward slash position to promotion to get your guide. I cannot wait for you to get your hands onto this. And oh, did I say I even dropped a free negotiation template in this guide with conversation starters to help you initiate the conversation, which I know can sometimes be difficult with your team leader around your promotion. Yep, I meant it when I said I put my heart into creating this amazing resource for you. Go to bit.ly forward slash position to promotion or check the link in the show notes below. So how do you actually build your self-confidence? I think I've already hinted at this first, but I want to talk about the first solution from a different perspective. And it's really clearing the mirror of your self-image. Have you ever looked at kids and seen how convicted they are of their opinions, right? Most kids are, have a very high level of self-confidence. And this is how we have always been, right? So your self-confidence is not something that is out there that you have to go and learn. It's always been inside of you. 
It's just that mirror of your self-image or self-confidence has become blurred over time, right? Because of beliefs that you have allowed to become facts in your mind, because of past experience, maybe even past mistakes that you have allowed to kind of dictate how you show up at work. And all these things need to be wiped down from that mirror so that self-confidence that has always been in you since you were a child can start to show, right? And can start to shine in your place of work and in your life in general. And how do you actually clear or clean this mirror that has been blurred? It requires a lot of intentional working, right? And I've talked about this in probably every single podcast episode that I have done in the last 10 or so episodes. But really what you want to do is be very intentional about what you allow to enter your mind, right? You almost have to become a guard of your mind. Like literally you have to guard the door of your mind because your mind is going to determine how far you can go in your career. The beliefs that you have in your mind, the assumptions that you have in your mind are going to determine the area of the possibilities, right? So if you have assumptions and beliefs that you have not dealt with that are negatively affecting your self-confidence, you need to address those beliefs, right? And you need to work on replacing them with the beliefs that are actually going to serve you going forward in your career. And I talked about this, I think, in episode, I think it was the episode on responsibility is the key to your freedom in your career. That's episode 46. I talked about it in episode 43 as well. Self-sabotaging behaviors that are preventing you from learning, from landing your next promotion. And I also talked about it in episode 41. So definitely listen to these three episodes if you want to learn more about the power of thinking into results, the power of your subconscious mind and how you can start to take back that power and build the self-confidence that is required because we all know that's a big, it's a huge ingredient. It's a huge determinant in how far you go in your career. The second thing you want to do is take stock of past achievements. And I talk about this a lot. I've talked about the win box before and it's really just a way of taking stock of what you've actually achieved. Because generally as women, especially if you're a high performer, we tend to downplay our achievements and we over exaggerate our mistakes, right? Or pitfalls that we've or you know stumbling blocks that we've gone through in our career and I want you to take stock of your past achievements and think of how you can use these achievements to justify your skill set to justify your next promotion and make sure that these past achievements can be they can't all be quantified of course but try and think of how you can convert these achievements into results. So for example, if you are involved in a project for your team, how did it actually impact the bottom line of your organization? Or how did it improve efficiencies? How did it save on costs, right? You might not have exact figures, but you can have some estimates, right? And this will really help you in being very objective when you're thinking of your past achievements. And whenever that self-critic comes your way, that wants to sort of 
blur the mirror of your self-image, you're going to look at those past achievements. You're going to look and open that win box, read all your past achievements, and that's going to instantly make you feel so much better about yourself and so much more confident on whatever it is that you're you know, about to do that maybe will take you out of your comfort zone. The third thing is be clear on your value, right? This is something that is completely in your control, but no one has a KPI on this, right? No one gives you a KPI on creating your personal brand. This is something you are going to have to be intentional about. And of course, if you need the support in creating your value proposition, in creating a personal brand that stands out, feel free to reach out to me on either Instagram or LinkedIn and I can share with you ways on which I can help you in creating a standout personal brand at work. But it's so important to do this because when you are clear on your value, then you can articulate it well with confidence and conviction. The fourth tip I want to share is distance yourself from past mistakes. Now, as a high performing woman, as a high achiever, I know this is not easy, But remembering and lingering on your past mistakes and beating yourself up for past things that have already happened that are in the past, regret does not help you in managing those situations better in the future. Yes, it's important to learn from them. But if you continue to dwell on them, what happens? Those things become planted in your mind and then they fuel beliefs that are actually not working for you. They fuel those limiting beliefs that eventually negatively affect how confident you show up in your work, how confident you show up in meetings, how confident you show up when you're doing presentations. So I want you to really be very intentional about making sure that when it comes to past mistakes, you are not using those past mistakes as determinants of how good or bad you are, but you are using them as learning lessons and going forward, you are using them to be better, right? And not to think of how you made this mistake that really you shouldn't have been making and how this was just so terrible and how now you don't want to do any presentations going forward. You know, I've shared with you my presentation flop, (laughs) the bad presentation I did, I think two, three years ago, that was just such a big flop. And if I had dwelt on that mistake, I wouldn't be here doing this podcast episode. I wouldn't be here presenting to boards. I wouldn't be here doing pitches to new clients, right? Because I would have had, I would have still been dwelling on that mistake, which would then have been fueling limiting beliefs that I'm not good at presenting after all. So be very cognizant that you are not using past mistakes to determine or dictate your self-confidence, right? Or your self-worth. The last tip is be compassionate, right? And I think this is very related to the previous tip. So if you've made a mistake, be compassionate. If you stumbled on an obstacle, be compassionate with yourself because everyone does. It's just that people don't talk about these mistakes. And I think now in the era of authentic leadership, we are hearing more and more about leaders being vulnerable and sharing the mistakes that they have made and really you know, drawing back the curtain on what it means to be a leader and what it really means to move up the corporate ladder and all the pitfalls that you're going to go through, all the stumbling blocks that you're going to go through. And of course, you can short circuit this 
by having a coach or having a mentor or having someone who's been on the path that you are on right now to help you and guide you so that you don't have to make the same mistakes or so that when you do face those stumbling blocks, you know how to manage them much better. But be very compassionate because you're going to make mistakes, hundreds of them, very many of them. And I kind of feel like the more you move up the corporate ladder, the more mistakes you make. But you have to be very confident, one, that you've made the right decision and two, that mistakes can be rectified, right? Mistakes can always be rectified and you can learn from them and you can actually use them as a platform for even better and bigger growth going forward. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will see you in next week's show. Thank you for listening to the Elevate Her podcast. If you found this helpful, I would be forever grateful if you left a review of the show right here on iTunes or your favorite podcast listening app. If you would like more support and inspiration to elevate your career, go ahead and connect with me on LinkedIn at Rebecca Morioki. Or if you're an Instagram girl, let's connect over there. See you on the next show.